Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. Hey, Dolphins, this is Michael Fink with the uh, FinFans Podcast. Each week we come to you and bring you our opinions on what's going on within the Dolphins organization. During the season, you'll hear two shows each week where we review and preview each game. We shoot straight from the hip and have fun in doing so. We'd like to thank both the Dolphins Talk Network and the Pigskin Podcast Network for their support. Uh, make sure to check them out. Please leave us a review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you may listen to your podcasts. Please make sure to follow the show. That way you'll know when a new one comes out. It's truly appreciated. All right, let's uh, kick off today's show. Hey, it's us again, the Fin Fans Podcast. Uh, with me is Louis Ragoni. Hello, Dolphins. All right, optimism, right? Optimism. Optimism, gotta have it. You know, after have- last podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you've turned the corner. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I'm speaking in that manner. Let's. Uh, I I don't know what to tell you, Mike. All I could tell you is it's a new week. It is, you know, and that's the great, you know, that's the great thing about this. You know, you push it aside, and you hope got- they make the corrections, and they come out, and they look like we expect them to look. Exactly. You got. You know, you got a new week. You got a week of practice here. You can uh, focus on what went wrong, uh, what you did wrong as far as the coaching staff is concerned. First and foremost, in my opinion, you know, don't make the same decisions and the same foolish decisions that you made last week. You know, let's... Um, oh, you're leaning away from positivity. Let's, let's figure it out. You know, well, you got to go in a different direction than what you did. And um, with that being said, you know, we've got a very beatable team. We're at home. You know, those are a few positives there. Uh, this, this team has struggled a bit. The Colts, they're 0-3. Uh, their offense is, you know, it's not dynamic. Their defense is solid, but not dynamic as well. So, I mean, this is a very, very beatable team. And Mike, it, it's a must win. I mean, if you're You've got any hopes. Yeah, I mean, it has to be a must-win. You you play Tampa next, you can't figure you're going to win that one. So, you know, you don't want to fall too far back from uh, Buffalo. So, yes, it's definitely a a game I think they must win. Yeah, I mean, I'll go as far as saying if we lose this game, Mike, (laughs) you know, our chances. Then it's a long road back. It's a long, long road back. I mean, this is one of the games on your schedule that you're putting a W next to, and yeah. uh, and you're at home. And uh, like I said, there's not going to be any excuse for losing this game. I mean, we're a better football team on paper. You know, you look at us as a whole offensively. We seem to be a little bit better squad. Uh, their offensive lines banged up quite a bit. Uh, they don't have T. Y. Hilton. Uh, who's their best receiver? Uh, you know they've they've got a lot of issues. I think their quarterbacks on two bad ankles, right? <laughs> yep. 
<laughs> so, you know, with all that being said, you know, things are kind of like pointing in our direction, but you still have to go out and You execute. never know, right. We're, we're a two-and-a-half-point favorite at home, so that's basically a pick em game, you know? Oh, God. It's hard to believe that we're just a two-and-a-half-point favorite, but we deserve it. Right? Yeah. I mean, we deserve it. We'd be an underdog if we were going to Indianapolis in this game. So, you know, that's that's telling. You know, that's what... Well, you've got a backup quarterback starting, and that that pretty much explains it. Would it be different, Mike, if... um if Tua was starting? <laughs> well, I don't want to get into that conversation, but I think from a, a sports gambling perspective, uh, you know, they, they do penalize you for that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think that the point spread would be the point spread regardless of who was quarterbacking this team right uh, now. I know what you think. Guy you told, you told me the other day. Yeah. For an hour, you told me what you think. Yeah, I mean, I you know, personally, I think that, you know, with the way the offensive line is playing, I said it the other day on the podcast, I'll say it again, I think we're better off with Brissett for now in yep. regard to... Yep. Somebody you know, told me you were crazy for that. Yeah, well, you know, we'll see. We shall see. I mean, do they want Tua getting hurt and knocked out for the season behind this offensive line? I mean, that's not being crazy, Mike. That's... That, we're in a situation now to where, you know, we put ourselves in this position and now you have to hope and pray week in and week out that he doesn't get blown up like he did in that game. I mean, that was, that was what, a, a half a quarter into the game? Yeah. I mean, how's he going to withstand that over the course of a full game if guys are just hitting him consistently? I mean, you know, to me, it just doesn't make sense. I mean, get the offensive line squared away, hopefully, over the next couple of weeks. And you, you drafted this kid to, to stand behind that line that you were putting together. And, uh, you know, now you gotta, you got to suffer the consequences of that, I think, because he's not going to get better on the bench. No, he's not going to get better on the bench, Mike, but he's not going to get better sitting on his ass either 90% nope. of the time. And that's so. where he's going to be this week. So Right, and running for his life. So. You know, I mean, it's it's kind of a catch-22 there. Yeah, you want him out on the field, but at the same token, you want him out on the field when he has an opportunity to make plays. And if he cannot stand back there for three seconds and, 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 and make an attempt to throw the football, then... Um, you know, you're not you're not getting anything out of that anyway. So that that you know, that's that's my point. Yeah, well, we're not, we're not going to see him before London if we see him then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think we've got a good couple. Well, we've we definitely have two more weeks, and then yep. we'll go from there. But yeah, but for now, it's Brissett, and um, you know, with Brissett at quarterback, and another week working with these guys, him and Fuller, both on the field together for a second week. I think. I think we see a little bit more offense, a little Me bit too. more openness to the offense. Um, I think Brissett's going to take some more chances down the field. And I think, you know, we're, we're going to be in pretty good shape this week. We have to be. You know, you have to be positive going into this football game. There's, you know, there's, there's nothing to be other than the fact that we just haven't played overly well at times, especially on the offensive side. That's the only negative going no, into this There's game. more negatives than that, and I'll tell you why I say that. Okay. We're committing more penalties than we did last year. Uh, we're not performing well, you know, on defense on third down like we did last year. No, we're not. You know, so we have to turn that around because we're not going to win playing the way we've been playing. You know, Mike, 
the, the situations where there's second and third and longs, you know, I talked about this in the last podcast. I think they have to be a little bit more aggressive in those situations. And it's been in a couple of games that we've seen this. I mean, Are even you speaking in, on offense or defense, I'm talking about on the defensive side, because uh-huh. that's what you were talking uh, about. Yeah. So yeah, I'm going right behind that. I mean, there, there's no question on the offensive side, you have to be more aggressive. But when you've got teams in second and long and third and long, you know, they're playing too conservative in those situations. I think you just keep coming after them. I mean, we have, you know, we have guys that can get to the quarterback on blitzing, you know, in blitzing situations. You just create havoc out there and you force the quarterback to, to throw a ball down the field and you come away with a pick, you know, I mean, He's sitting back in his own and sending a four-man rush with our four down linemen who haven't really been able to generate much of a pass rush does not help you in any way, shape, or form. I mean, quarterback sitting back there for five seconds, he's going to find somebody open. And um, it has not been successful, like you mentioned. I mean, on third downs and on even on second and longs. I mean, I saw the Raiders second and 20, you know, picking up first downs. I mean, you know, take it to them. You know, and may force him, you know, to, 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 you know, make a quick throw. And, you know, maybe you come away with a pick, you know. I mean, on both sides of the football, they have to be more aggressive. And, um, and that includes the defensive side. So let's just hope they go out, they come out fired up, and, um, you know, they play a, a really solid football game away from the penalties as well, as you mentioned, because you're, you're 100% right. They haven't been nearly as disciplined. I mean, I think some of the personal foul calls, Mike, have been, you know, a little a little bit ticky tacky at times. So But you can't do it, you know? I mean no, you, you gotta be disciplined. You can't do it. I mean, the foolishness down by the goal line last week was so ridiculous. I mean, when the guy grabbed him and threw him into the end zone. Yes. I mean, come on. I mean, that that that's foolishness. You know, but when a guy's near the out of bounds, you know, as long as he's close to it, you know, I mean, it's, you know, it's really difficult to ease up there. I mean, I didn't see anything blatant on some of these calls over the, you know, the first three weeks of the season, you know, well, you know, last year we were first in getting teams off the field on third down. Yep. And, uh, this year I think we're 31st or 32nd. Not good. Not good. So that that's a big swing and it's, it's discipline. That's what it is. Like, cause we're committing much more penalties and, uh, you know what we we're having breakdowns in the secondary and, uh, you know, that's not, it's not characteristic of what we've seen during Flores' tenure here. So they got to get it together. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a combination of a lot of things, Mike. I it mean, the, the personnel um, you know, in regard to the pass rush, I mean, plain and simple, they're just not getting it done. I mean, how many sacks do we have through three games? Good question. Yeah, it's not a lot. You could probably count them on both hands. It's not a lot. You could probably <laughs> count them on one hand, Mike, not, not two hands, one hand. I mean, you know, this team's just not getting to the quarterback. Um, you know, they're, they're around them quite a bit, but the play, I mean, Car, listen, Carr made some throws with guys all around them. Uh, you got to put these guys down. You know, forget about forget about pressure. I will you know, tell you, Agua is playing well. He is. He's playing well, but he's getting a lot of attention. 
And and that's that's part of the issue there. These other guys have to step up, and and the interior guys have to step up. They got to break down that pocket as well. I see too many guys, you know, Og, they're stepping around Ogba on his side of the football and getting outside of him, and and they're they're able to make plays. Yeah. Um, you know, if you get a push up the middle to where he's got to jump into into Ogba, maybe you get more sacks there, but. But collectively, they have to do a better job. And um, if they did, then you'd see the secondary not having nearly as many breakdowns because the quarterback has to get rid of the ball a second earlier or two seconds earlier. Um, Right now, they're able to pick and choose who they want to throw to, look over the field, and eventually, with too much time, somebody's going to get open. So... You know, the defense as a whole has to play better, and they've been the better unit. I mean, we've talked about that as well. Um, they've been the better unit through three games. But, well, that's not saying much right now. Right, but they haven't They haven't been nearly as good as they were last year. Exactly. They, they just haven't been. Um, you know, some of the young guys like Holland, I mean, you know, these guys got to start making plays. You know, they have to. He played well until this week. He had a yeah. bad game Sunday. Right. I mean, but... Mike, you know, what I'm talking about is coming up and make, you know, getting a big turnover. I mean, I know they're playing solid football, but, you know, we talk about playmakers and, and on both sides of the field. You know yeah, what I see, Lewis? I see them knocking fumbles loose and not recovering them. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, last week with the hit by Roberts, I mean, they, that just, was just, they were just play. fortunate. Yeah. They were just yeah. fortunate. Yeah. yeah. But, um, you know, they, they've had their share of turnovers so far this year. I mean, could they get more? Yeah. I mean, we always want more out of the defense. Um, you know, you want guys flying around to the football. Uh, Coleman had a horrible game. He was getting eat, eaten up alive. And don't think the teams didn't see that. I mean, they're not going to throw at X-Man uh, that often. They're not going to throw at Jones that often. They're going to pick on our nickel guy. And well, I, um, I'd be really upset if they have Coleman in the game over, uh, Needham. Yeah. I don't see that happening. I think this week, you know, you're going to see Needham in there. Um, you know, and you know what, their, their group of receivers, you know, Pittman and Pascal, I mean, they're going to get, I mean, our corners are much better than these two guys. So, you know, I don't see them struggling in that aspect. I think where we have to worry about is, you know, with Hines and Doyle, the tight end down the middle of the field, Hines, the running back out of the backfield yep. type of thing. Uh, those guys can hurt you. Um, last week, they did a really good job with Waller, but, you know, Renfro killed us, who's a slot guy. So, yeah, you, you threw coverage at Waller, but... Renfro, you know, beat us over and over again. Well, uh, who's the guy you figure they have to stop? There isn't a guy on this team I feel they have to stop, with the exception of Jonathan Taylor. I mean, Taylor, the running back, you know, he's he's got 171 yards through three games, okay? So he's not lighting it up like he did at the end of last year. He's averaging right. four yards a carry, does not have a touchdown run through three games. So... You know, the offensive line's a little bit banged up for Indianapolis. Um, you know, our defensive line cannot allow this guy to run the football. If if, if I'm going to do anything against this team defensively, it's shutting down the running game. And by that, you play tight coverage on the outside. Your two corners, I, I, I'm not worried about these receivers. I'm just not. I mean, they're solid, but they're not great. 
you just key on the running game with this football team. If Wentz beats you, you know, that that's the other issue, Mike. I mean, Wentz is just all over the place. He's very inconsistent. I don't consider him in the top half of quarterbacks, and he's in the bottom half of the quarterbacks in the NFL. He's, according to PFF, he's 24th out of 36. Exactly. So the bottom half, as yep. I mentioned. Yep. So, and close to the bottom third. So here's here's the thing. We're actually at the bottom third. So the bottom line is this, is that, you know, you've got a quarterback that's, you know, that's not great. You've got receivers that aren't great. Uh, you've got a, a dynamic young running back, and that's who you key on, and that's who you stop. You know, you can't allow him to get yardage on you and then allow them to go play action and make some plays down the field. So you take the running game away from them, and you have them depend on Wentz and these receivers. And um, I think if you do that and you're successful in doing it, then Indianapolis is going to have a very, very hard time scoring points against us this week. Yep, I actually think that our um, defensive line should be able to handle their offensive line. They should be, yes, absolutely. Because they've they've got injuries along that line, and uh, uh, you know if if Agba plays his usual self, he should be okay. Uh, you know, uh, Sealer should be okay. Uh, you know, they're, they're lining up against guys that they should be better than. I mean, Julian Davenport, right? We remember him. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. He's not much anything. No, <laughs> so, and he's a starter on this team yes, right now. Yes, he's, he's their starting right tackle. Yep. So, you know, there are guys there that are beatable. We just have to go in and beat them. Yeah, I mean, that matchup there with Ogba, I mean, he, he should dominate him. I mean, he should dominate him. And, um, you know, you, you keep in mind, they know each other, right? They, they've practiced against each other. Right, they do. So he knows all of Ogba's moves, and uh, Ogba right. knows all of Davenport's, right. uh, you know, blocking techniques. So, you know, with that being said, Ogba's the bigger talent. He's the better player of those yep. two. Um, that should be a nice matchup for us. The guy, the rest of the guys across the line, though, have to do their job. Well, they have you to. Know, Fisher is hurt, right? So if yep. he plays, you've got Phillips on him. So that should right. be interesting. You know, very interesting. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, Sealer inside and Wilkins inside have got to just, you know, just control the line of scrimmage and not allow Jonathan Taylor to run for yardage, Mike. Yeah. I mean, listen, I, I don't see this team scoring more than 14 points this week. I mean, I, I think, you know, they, they, they're going to be challenged um, to score points in this game. If, right. we don't, if we don't make mistakes on the opposite side or on special teams, this offense I am not concerned with in the least not well, in the least no no they're you know we say no and you know they're an offense in the nfl so anything can happen but when i look at it there's nobody there that scares me nobody other nobody than, other than you know maybe taylor but i'm not scared of taylor because right. i think you know if, if they want to beat us with the run hopefully our offense is passing well enough that they can't mm-hmm yeah, so, I agree. I mean, the idea is take him out of the game, you know, by getting a lead. You got to, you got to, you got to eliminate him from the football game. You yep. you got to make him a non-factor this week, and um, you know that that's the key here. And um, you know, hopefully, we're successful in doing it. You know, on that side of the football. Well, Lewis, while we have a second, I want to uh, talk about DraftKings. Uh, week three of football is in the books, and uh, now it's time to review the tape and get ready for week four with DraftKings Sportsbook. 
an official sports betting partner in the NFL. To kick off another action-packed week, DraftKings is giving new customers $150 instantly when they bet $1 in any football game. Now listen up, because you won't want to miss this. Head over to DraftKings Sportsbook app now and place a bet of $1 in any week one game to receive $150 in free bets instantly. If Sportsbook is not available in your state, DraftKings still has huge cast prizes up for grabs all season long with their daily fantasy contests. DraftKings is giving new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN to receive $150 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. That's promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner in the NFL. You must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only, there is a minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. All right, let's get back to the program. All right, so let's talk about the other side of the football. Okay, so... Uh our offense, huh, is what we have to talk about next. <laughs> Going against their defense, right? That would be correct. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we've got a, a second week with Brissett. You know, I think he'll be better, more aggressive this week. I think the um, the offensive coordinators will uh, will stress that fact or put plays in that that make them a little bit more aggressive. I think we were way too vanilla last week, and uh, you know you just got to get imaginative. Uh, you I, got- I don't I don't think it was a matter of that, Lewis. I, I think it was a matter of they had so many new pieces in so many different places. They were really playing it too safe. That's all. I don't think it was a matter of not being imaginative. I just think they were being too careful. Does that make sense? Uh, yes and no. I mean, Waddle's been there, you know, the whole, uh, you know. No, but I'm talking about the offensive line. You had guys playing positions that they hadn't played. You Then you have uh, Fuller who hasn't played, you know. Uh, so I don't know. That's just what I'm thinking. I don't know if that's the case or not, but they were so vanilla that you'd almost think that had to be the case. I mean, listen, it doesn't take much to to get guys isolated. And, you know, I talk about this all the time. You got to get a guy isolated one-on-one out on an island. I mean, it doesn't matter who's playing offensive line. It doesn't matter whether Fuller's been in or not. I mean, in, in practice all week, you get, you know, you throw a bunch group on one side and you isolate a guy on the other and you make him beat his man, man to man, where he's out there on an island. And you but could do that all day. They're playing a seven man zone behind you. Yeah, well, that's okay. I mean, <laughs> you know, you can move the football. You can you can get first downs by well, getting five to six yards, you know, on completions. What they were doing was they were dinking and dunking and they, they weren't getting down the field that way, you know. Yeah, they. I, I what I saw was uh, it, what I saw was no isolation throws, much like the two point conversion to where he put Fuller out there. I mean, we had makeable third downs that we weren't making, and I mean, it was just the play calling I, that I did not agree with. I mean, 
Fuller can beat his guy man-to-man on the outside all day long. I don't care who it is. It doesn't make a difference. I mean, X-Man, we got the best corner in the league. There's a couple other guys that are really, really good, okay? But if if their best corner is on Fuller, then you go to Parker on the opposite side or you go to Waddle on the inside. But what you do is you get your best matchup you match these guys up and you isolate them. And it doesn't take an awful lot to, to, to move the sticks in those situations. I don't know what they were doing last week, but some of the play calling, those shuffle passes and stuff like that, Mike, to me, that that's that <laughs> you talk about plays and being vanilla. You know how many things have to go right for that play to be successful? Rather than just having Brissett drop back three steps and throw into a guy either on a slant or on an out or on a stop and go or a go and stop on the outside. I mean you know, a lot of a lot of different parts have to do their job in order for that to be successful on on you know on those shuffle. The guys passes. have to open up a running lane, and if they do that, it works. But that and that's when you have your offensive line issues. You know, right. when you have a lot of guys that are responsible for doing a lot of different things with a tight end coming behind them. So, you know, that that can only go so far in regard to vanilla. You know, Agreed. some. Some of the things that they did just to me didn't make an awful lot of sense. I mean, so well, we yeah, but we've been over that. It we've didn't been make over sense it. to either of us. Yeah, but you know, going forward in this week, I think that you've got your offensive line, as I was saying, you've got them now all you know, hopefully all working at the same position for yep. a second week in a row. That's what they said. Yeah, well, that's great. And then you got Brissett back, you got Fuller back for a second week. So all of these guys now played in a game together. Yep. Okay, they they get it in that sense, and they've got another whole week of practice, and they have a home game, which is a, which is a major positive a as well. Sure, no travel time. You know, you can you can really focus on what needs to be done on the offensive side of the football, and there shouldn't be any excuses this week for any of it. You know. Um, you know, from the coaching staff down, you know, the quarterback, the, well, the receivers, coaching staff the took accountability for that, that play in the end zone and, and the, the poor play overall. And they should have. Well, yes, absolutely. But I'm just saying they did. Yes. So, I know what you're saying. And you're right. And they are right. I'm hoping they don't have to make the same statement this week. Yeah, I mean, I I don't see it. I mean, I think that you're going to see a better – I mean, I was expecting a better offense last week. Maybe I was expecting just too much. I mean, th- this is this is an NFL team, and the ineptitude is just <laughs> pathetic at times. It really is. I mean, you look around the league, Mike, and you look around, you know, you look at teams that um, – you know, that, that have struggled. And, and I watch it week in and week out. I mean, you know, listen, you see rookie quarterbacks struggling at times behind a bad offensive line and behind strategies, right? I mean, look at what happened to, in Chicago right. with Fields. I mean, they sacked him eight times. Um, yep. The quarterback up in Philly didn't look good against Dallas last nope. night. Teams are just at the line of scrimmage, and they're just taking it to these young guys. And, yep. and until they beat them, that's what's going to happen, but you know, t- because t- it works exactly. But you know, you, when you look at when you look at excuses about offensive lines you know, and this and let that, me, let me just stop you for a second. What, the, what they were showing in one of the articles today was most of these young kids are holding the ball four or five seconds, right? 
So it's a it's a decision making thing. They they see the whole defense coming at them, and they literally don't know what to do with the ball. Yeah, yeah so, they're like a deer in headlights. Yeah. Uh oh, oh shit, here uh-huh. it comes. You know, but but you know the excuses and and this and that. Listen, you, this is the NFL, and and you've gotta you've gotta react to that. I mean, you know, we talked about. The, you know, the offensive line, the injuries, this and that, and, you know, the, the bad play. I mean, Herbert played behind an offensive line last year that, that had, I believe, three guys out, including our old guy Pouncey, right? Pretty much the whole season. You know, they were playing with a lot of backups, and he was successful. And that's just one example of many. I mean, there's other teams in the league that, that well, have had, deficiencies. Yeah, Mahomes that got his team to the Super Bowl playing behind a horrible line. Right. I mean, but- it... Yeah, eventually it cost them, but they still got to the Super Bowl. They still got there, and they Mike, they they were a successful offense. I mean, yep. we 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 are absolutely inept. We're at the bottom, the bottom of the barrel in the NFL. I mean, behind some offenses that don't have as much star power as we do. Well, listen now, between me and you, uh, <laughs> we had a lot of talks this off season about what's more important: star power or people up front to make things happen. And we both agreed it was people up front to make things happen. Absolutely, you can't do anything without blocking. You know, it's like worrying about your tires when your engine won't start. You know, <laughs> Mike, you th- got to have that engine running before you care about the tires. You're absolutely right. I mean, how many games did we win behind David Woodley? Right? David Woodley yep. at quarterback. Yeah. Right? Our receivers were Jimmy Cephalo uh-huh. and Duriel Harris and Nat Moore. Okay? Not Bruce Hardy. And aging Nat Moore. Bruce Hardy at tight end. And we were winning 10, 11 games a year. Why? Because we had a dominant offensive line. We had guys that were able to block and create. And we were winning football games. And yeah, we had a defense that's very comparable to the one we have now, right? Our secondary is yep. probably much better than what ours oh, was definitely, back then. Definitely, yes. But up front, they were better. So, it, you know, it, it's kind it of... evens com- out. Yep. It evens out. It's a comparable defense. But the, the difference is, is that on the offensive side, you had the ability to block. You had the ability to run the football. You had the ability to, you know, to protect your quarterback. And you did just enough on offense to win football games. And if Woodley couldn't do it, they brought Strzok in and he did it. And he did it. And you won football games. But, you know, as far as I'm concerned right now, even if we play average on offense, we're going to win games. You know, when we play horribly on offense, that's when we're going to lose. And um, we've got some good competition coming up ahead of us. Not so much this week, but the offense has to get better. If this team has any chance of making the playoffs, the offense has got to get much better. I mean, much better than where they're at right now. They have to go. I mean, they, they. They have to do an awful lot, and it's the guys up front that are going to make the difference because our playmakers, if they're given the opportunities, are going to make plays. I mean, they're a talented group, you know, including Gaskin. I mean, Gaskin can make plays in your offense. Up to this point, Mike, you know, he's averaging about five yards a run, but, 
you know, he hasn't been in a position to really make any big plays, right? And um, as a whole, the offense just isn't doing it. I mean, well, they're not in sync yet. You've got to get that line in sync. And I guess that's what coach is trying to do by, you know, moving people around. And I think he's comfortable with what he's got right now and he's going to work with it. Mm -hmm. So hopefully, you know, maybe not this week, maybe not next week, but as we go forward, they really do start to gel together. And that's what we need to happen. Yep. Agreed. Absolutely agree. So you think we're going to handle the Colts? I do. I think uh, we beat this team. What score do you think? (laughs) Scores. I hate the scores. Can I just say they're going to win? I mean, why do I have to pick? I'll I'll pick. All right. Let's see. So I'm going 26-13. That's what I'm I'm going with. We get in field goal range four times, and they could be long ones, but we, we move the football enough to get in field goal range. We've got our boy Sanders kicking four field goals, and we get into the end zone twice. And the defense sets up a couple of those uh, scoring opportunities. And I think that the Colts get a couple of field goals, and somehow they get a touchdown. I don't know how, but they do. And we win this game 26-13. That's my score. I like that score a lot, actually, but uh, I don't want to copy you. So uh, you can, Mike. I mean, no. if you're on the same, no, I really like process. that score a lot because so I, just I, go with it. Yeah. All right, I did. Yeah. Why not? I mean, there's no reason to change it just because I said it. Next week, you go. You're going first. That way, you're going to put me in that position. Yep. How's that? Yep. All right. All right. Remember so, that next week. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try. I'll try. I'm looking forward to the game, Lewis. I want them to, you know, get it, get that taste out of their mouth, you know, from uh, Las Vegas. And, and I want them to come out and I want them to be happy to be home and show the home fans that, hey, we can play some football and uh, give the crowd something to cheer about. Yeah. I mean, you know, that fourth quarter and the overtime. You know, that that was that's going to be helpful going forward. There's no question about it because they had the ability to put the ball down the field. Uh, there were balls that were right on receivers' hands, so it's there, right? We you know we were a couple of pass interference calls away, and maybe a, a, you know a yard separation from the receiver, maybe a little bit more of a lead, you know, in in the pass from Brissett to the receiver from connecting on quite a few of those. Okay. So it was right there. It was there for the taking. I mean, so you got to take some positives from that. And the fact that they were able to do what they did, you know, they, they worked very, very hard in the process of doing it, They did, but, but they did get it done. And you know, that, that goes a long way going into your next game. You know, they understand what it's going to take from, from, from point A to point Z, right? You know, yep. from the beginning to the yep. end. You know, not just take, you know, coming together in the fourth quarter and 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 figuring it out. Let's 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 start right off the bat and figure something. You know, figure this thing out and uh, you know just continue. Well, you know, it's funny, Lou, because they've been doing that. They've been coming out and scoring, and then they go into this lull. Yes, and uh, I don't know why they go into the lull, but they do. Uh, well, the know. offense, the offense just you know breaks down, Mike, and they yep. keep giving the other offense opportunities to get back in the game. Right? Yep, they did it. They they've done it every game this season, pretty much. Yep, except the Buffalo game because they didn't, you know, <laughs> they didn't do anything then. No, they but, fell behind uh, quickly, yep. and that yep. was that. Yep, it was over. But uh, you know, uh, you come out, be consistent, play well. 
excite the home crowd. Let's 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 leave that game with a win and uh, go to Tampa and take our chances. Uh, Brady has a problem with playing us, so uh, who knows what'll happen. That's right. You don't know. You don't know what what's going to happen from week to week. And um, you know, we got to we got to get through this week first. And mm-hmm. um, I, you know, we got to beat this team convincingly, Mike, for me to you know feel really good. I mean, if we get if we win thirteen to ten against this football team, you know, it, I'm going to be happy in the fact that they won. But you know, it's going to yeah, be. I don't, I don't think we can worry about beauty points right now. We just need to win. Yeah. Well, they I, need to I, get the they need to get the confidence back. You know. Yeah. Yeah. They're winning thirteen ten against this team, Mike. Though I don't know how much confidence. Uh, that's, you know, that, that's well, going to take into the following week. I mean, I think you have to go out there and you have to beat What if they team. win 23-20? I'm okay with that. Yeah. I mean, it, as long as the offense does something, I mean, you can't put 13 points up on the board. You know, you, you got to show <laughs> okay. something here. You got to do something here. All right. I got you. You want right. to, you want to see fireworks. I want to see a 26-13 win. That's what I want to see. I uh-huh. mean, they're, they're, they're good enough to beat this team by two touchdowns and, um, hopefully they do it. Mm-hmm. All right. Lewis, thanks for joining me this afternoon. We'll uh, be back uh, Monday, I guess, after the game, and uh, we'll give you our thoughts. Sounds good. Thanks for listening, everybody, and uh, fins up. Fins up, Dolphins. All right. That's today's show. I just want to remind everyone that the Fin Fans podcast is proud to be part of DolphinsTalk.com podcast network and the Pigskin Podcast Network. Check out these sites, guys. There's lots of podcasts and information there that you'll enjoy. All right, until next time, be well and take care. Sports Social Podcast Network.